0: Going, dude. Fire away, dude. <laughs> okay. We're going.
1: All right. What, what are we doing? Talk. Oh. We're recording. You would like me to introduce the podcast? We have some guests today. so We do two of them all at the same time. It's a rec table.
0: All of us are drinking highly caffeinated beverages. Yeah, so that's what happens
1: when people get sober.
0: They watch fights and get highly caffeinated. And
1: get all uh, doped up on those caffeines. What's the name of this? It's Recovered AF. All right. Yeah, it's a podcast. What are we doing on it? Well, see... um. Uh, we do well, mostly we have guests on that are in 12 step recovery, although we don't always have those people. Sometimes we have people from outside the 12 step world that we have on our uh, podcast. And uh, but since we since since Kyle and I are in recovery, and t- today our guests that are here are also in recovery, it's important that we, d- we give a, a disclaimer because we don't want anybody to think we're repping anything. Kyle, could you elaborate on that?
0: Sure, dude. Uh, just so we're all aware, and any listeners out there are aware uh just because the four of us have participated in a 12-step fellowship doesn't mean we're spokespeople or representative for those fellowships so basically all we're going to share is our own personal experience the cool part is there's four of us all four of us have had different experiences and similar experiences those are not used as a representation of all 12-step organizations though
1: that's right because and and the four people here there are three different 12-step groups that we belong to so how could we possibly represent one or all of those exactly we couldn't nope not possible not even remotely possible
0: yeah so now that we have a disclaimer we have guests today we have Chet who's been on the podcast
1: Chet or Bob relies on God listen to it if you haven't
0: it's a great one one of our better ones yeah and Chet, what's up man what up what up how you doing I'm doing great, man. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's good to have you back. It's and good we, to be here again. We also have Ryan.
1: Ryan
0: and Ryan has not been on the podcast. We have nope. a Ryan that's yep. been on the podcast, but this isn't him.
1: Different Ryan. This Ryan can also lift heavy things, but he is not that Ryan.
0: Oh yeah, because that's Ryan. He <laughs> lifts heavy things. Ryan, what's up, dude?
1: What's up, Ryan the Addict? Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Ryan just uh, Ryan just hit that four year mark a couple days ago, huh? That's right. On the 16th. Yeah. Awesome. Four years, dude. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's C- awesome. Congratulations. Well, thank, thank you. I knew you before, and you were a real fucking loser. So, <laughs> y- yeah, you guys
0: know each other
1: how? Since going way back since birth, yo.
0: Yeah, because I know how. What our <laughs> listeners don't know, though,
2: uh, you guys
1: aren't brothers. No, we're not. Yeah, so not there. since birth. <laughs> Well, since his
2: birth, I've known him. That's right. He's known me since I was born. That's right. So you guys are cousins. (laughs) That's right. I'm glad that we got that out there. You got it out there. Yeah.
0: And uh, today, what we're going to talk about is, I don't really know.
1: We (laughs) We don't really know. We're going
0: to talk about everyone's experience because the four of us have all gone through the 12 Steps. And we've all done it at a point in our lives when we've had some time away from our last drink or drug use. So we're going to talk about what that looks like, right?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: And so you wanted to tee it off with Ryan because Ryan has a really cool experience that's a little different than some other stuff that we typically hear.
1: Yeah, that's right. So like, you know, in our literature that we use, it talks about sometimes people, you know, like uh, one of the co-founders had this sudden spiritual experience. And then, you know, the, the, the original writing led people to believe that if they didn't have a sudden spiritual experience, that, that maybe they weren't doing it right. But the reality is that... Um, we see more of the uh, gradual variety of spiritual experiences and you know, that's the kind that we've had. Um, but Ryan today is one of our guests that has had one of the sudden spiritual experiences, right? You just, um, you know, basically, uh, you put all your effort if I, I don't want, if I'm fucking this up, just correct me, but you put all of your effort into keeping yourself sober and, and, and every last will and ounce that you had into keeping yourself clean and, uh, and then you failed, you know, a couple of weeks into that, and it was at that point God essentially intervened in your life. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's would that's correct. Uh, you know, i spent about three and a half years in the fellowship soaking up knowledge, and uh, I tried to apply some of that knowledge, and um, um, I failed miserably. Yeah.
0: And then what, what happened? What's your spiritual experience like? You've told me this before, but why don't you explain kind of that? What transpired?
2: Well, I felt the powerlessness, and uh, it scared me. It was the first time I really actually got scared, and it's the first time I uh, just felt the powerlessness of this whole thing, man. And, um, you know, I, um, I was really trying the 12-step way and uh, um, really trying to apply everything I had learned in the three and a half years that I was... Half in and half out, and going to meetings every day, and um, um, I just tried to will myself through all that. You know, I was done in my mind, um, and uh, I failed miserably, man. I got high and um, hit my knees. I was scared. Um, um, I. I didn't think the 12 steps would work for me. Um, I was done with a uh, fellowship. Um, I only had one place that I, I felt like I could turn and I um, gave God a shout out, a shout out and uh, I was answered immediately. I felt like I was at a crossroads. I felt like it was perfect timing. I felt like he met me right right when he, right when I needed it. he was right there, right at that crossroads, man. And, um, and, uh, I did an about face and I, I turned to him and, um, I went with it.
1: And so like, just to go in a little bit further on, on what that was like, um, from my understanding, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck up your story. Um, but. God sort of, um, presented you with answers to questions and just gave you a little bit of enlightenment, enlightenment about what your path was to be from that point forward. Is that correct? Like you were unsure. So you prayed to God, you asked questions and then felt answers immediately upon your questions. Is that correct?
2: I did, man. I, um, I felt like I didn't have any answers. I felt like I absolutely did not know what to do. I was at a point of complete surrender and, um, I just cried out for help, really. And um, I started getting answers, and God just started connecting dots. Um, things that I had learned in that three and a half years started to really make sense, actually. Mm. And that's, a, that's an amazing thing, you know. The, the three and a half years that I had spent uh, going to meetings and reading literature and uh, listening to experience, strength, and hope from people who had done this thing before me um didn't was not wasted man it was all part of my journey the treatment centers that i had been to um all that stuff that i thought didn't have any effect it wasn't gonna work it just all started to click and uh he just really showed me man like um some things you know um yeah and chet
0: you You kind of, what I'm thinking about, because I know your story is the similar experience kind of that you had when you were incarcerated the last time and it was like something clicked for you too, where it was just like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be, that whole thing, right? Is that, that's kind of what I'm hearing. Does that sound similar for your experience?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was just, I had been done for a long time, but I had just come to the conclusion that. There there was no way out because I I had tried the meetings and the steps, I thought, to the best of my ability. I had tried different things and just nothing worked. And so when I entered that jail cell and God intervened with me with that individual in the jail cell and just said, this isn't what God wants me to do, w- wants me to be, it just, everything just made sense in that moment i was like okay like god's gonna get me out of this i just put my full trust in him and be willing to do whatever i got to do that's that's literally what he told me in the jail cell it's just be willing to do whatever you got to do and just trust me that i'm going to lead you to where you need to go and then it just kind of kicked off from there you know i got out went to rehab started the program and just kept rolling from that moment forward because I was just done and I was like well God's just showing me the answers here so I trust him so I'll just follow his lead because everything that I did
0: didn't work so right, and that's just like yours too. kind of what I'm relating to is like we've talked about where you've kind of called it your third step experience is what I'm thinking of
1: yeah it's that thing where uh, I guess in a there's this point of surrender that you guys had talked about or alluded to. Um, maybe you use that word. I don't know, but, um, where I was just like, um, facing utter defeat. And mine was actually Ryan had called me that night and, and basically had told me about his experience with God and how God had wanted him to do some very specific things. And then he, and then he didn't want to, but then he realized that he, you know, was responsible for following God's will, whatever it was, whether it made sense or not. And, yeah, I don't know if you remember. But you were telling me about a route through town you had to take, and and and, and yeah, and so like, um, it was at that point that I had realized that I had, when I had gotten back, um, failed to include God in it, into any of my plans, and so I had hit my knees at that point and said, "Whatever, God, you know, whatever." And and same thing, like in that moment, I got some very clear direction, and and I didn't really want to do it, and it didn't really make sense. But then after I did it, it was clear as to why that was the direction i was given you know it was something simple as calling my old sponsor and i was like that doesn't make sense but then it it turned out it did so uh, yeah a similar experience oh, that's cool um so f- from there with um i mean you you did too though right in that jail cell you yeah, called I, out for help
0: i did i just said out out loud i, I was on suicide watch and it was in there for a while and then just wanting to die and then like this moment of clarity came where it was like i don't want to die and i need help and that was just like the thought that came and then it was like okay i what do i do and i knew what i needed to do i just needed to reach out for help and i didn't for another day and then finally was like same kind of the same thing like if i block at this i'm done for you know Mm -hmm. like if i can't even reach out for help right now i'm done for and so it was kind of the same thing of like okay i'll i'll reach out for help and then from there there was enough willingness to, like, that's what I love about Chad is he always talks about willingness. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, for me, there's so much in that, but it was like willingness to reach out for help, to go to treatment, to, to come back from treatment, to move in with my parents, you know, like just all of this shit that my life's falling apart. And like, I'm willing to go through that instead of just off myself and be fucking done, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's the jumping off point or whatever, you know, for mm-hmm. all of us is like everybody I've met that has that has so stayed sober has an experience like this where it's like yeah. I'm going one of two ways. Right. you know yeah. and and that's it. That's all I have. So
1: and so like Ryan your story um so you did that you had that experience and then you started you you kept getting very clear direction from God and then continued to follow that direction, right? Like it wasn't like something that uh, I think I remember you telling me one time, like sometimes it was like the vibration was so strong and the direction was so strong from God. You were like, like, this was a little bit overwhelming. Is that overwhelming?
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I remember, uh, you know, when I had that initial experience, my whole body was just shaking and vibrating. And man, keep in mind, I was actually high while all of this happened. Uh-huh. I was absolutely loaded out of my mind and god was able to break right through that man and um um and it's crazy because uh you know god just pointed me right back to the fellowship he pointed me right back to the things that i was already doing but the difference was is that god was a part of all of this whereas before it was me doing it based on my will and i just didn't have that extra um I didn't have that higher power back in me with it. And it made all the difference in the world. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about uh, um, God's will and their will, and then they put a separation in between the two. And um, um, I don't know, man, I think that I was actually doing a lot of the things that God would have me do, but I was just doing it without involving him in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh you know, I, I, I involved God and I just had him backing me. Um, and it just made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were some subtle differences, you know, I mean, I had a sponsor and I was actually working with my sponsor when I got loaded. God told me to get uh, a different sponsor, someone who was available in town, um, a sponsor that I had had before and, um, fired and, um, um, and I did not want that sponsor. <laughs> yeah, I had the same experience. Right. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, like, uh, my next question for you guys is like, it has to do with um, experience and actual change. Um, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this. I'm thinking while I'm doing it. But I remember you had called me to um, pick you up Um, and ask you, we'll give you a ride to this this sporting goods store so you can get a present for your dad um, for Father's Day, I believe. And uh, initially, I was like, oh, Ryan needs a ride. Like, uh uh-oh, this isn't good, you know? And then I picked you up and you you were talking to me about how your truck broke down and how fortunate the timing was that it broke down because if if it had broke down at a different time, you may have had clients and it broke down just at the right time and you had money to get it fixed and you were like, you had all these positive things to say about your truck breaking down. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is. (laughs) Like the Ryan I know... Feels sorry for himself and blames everybody. Cause I know that's me too. Right. I'm like, well, I'm getting screwed in life again, you know? And like, uh, and then probably asking your mother for some help. And, uh, and here you were like denying any help she was offering. And you're like, you've done enough. Thanks. I've got it now. And you were seeing the positive in all of this stuff. And this was like prior to even getting all the way through, you know, all the way through the work. And I'm wondering like, um, uh, I I don't know like where I mean I don't want to say where did that change come from but I mean your perspective started to change did it start immediately did God start putting in um, different thoughts into your mind like um, you just started seeing the world differently instead of poor me um, seeing the positives and all of these things like how did that do you? I mean can you uh, it's sort of general and I'm just curious about because you you had changed so much, and I'm trying to eventually get to, like, what is the experience like now, having gone through the steps, and is there more change ahead? But I'm trying to sort of set it up first.
2: Oh man, um, so I mean, I just I did. I have I have a lot of gratitude, and that's uh, it's like my ammunition, man. It's my ammunition to get me through some of these hard things that happen life on life's terms. You know, the gratitude is the ammo, and. Um, mm-hmm i just try to look for the positives and and sometimes it's not uh it's not easy man um you know that whole truck thing it actually started to wear on me after a while yeah yeah (laughs) 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 it may have sounded great at that at that at that time but um you know I, i really had to i don't know praise my way through it man um and just so many like little things man like I don't know. I remember like locking myself out of my house and um, like finding a way to get back in. It's just like little things. I try to give credit where credit is due, and and uh, I don't know, man. Like all good things, like just try and find the good in things. I guess I don't know. So you just started sort and of then, seeing the
1: God in all and in all of this, rather abso- than yeah. seeing that such a you know self pitying sort of view. Absolutely, yeah. Is that? <laughs> Is that something, like, you think that God put into your heart then after you surrendered, or was that something that you had the conscious effort of, like, seeing the world differently?
2: Man, I don't know. I think uh, I'll give God all the credit, man. Absolutely. (laughs) He put that in my heart.
1: (laughs) And then I was... So, Chet, you were, like, um, you were sober... Like this time, your continuous sobriety—you were sober for you were saying like about a year before you met Kyle. But you had a couple of other guys that um, took you through the work, and then Kyle took you through the work um, the way that he does it. And I'm wondering, because when I met you it was prior to you starting to work with Kyle, and I could see there was just a there was a ton of energy in you, and there was a genuine, genuine, genuineness—I don't know—to you that. Um, that people enjoyed, right? People liked uh, liked Chet. Um, but then I've seen you grow uh, even more after you went through the work, you know, the way it's lined out. And I'm wondering if you've also felt or noticed a perspective change while it was happening, or, you know, you just went through the work with the guys the first time and then went through it again with the Kyle and, and just got cleaned up after that, or was there a difference? Or am I... It- Making any sense? Too many hand movements?
3: (laughs) It's like, uh, I think when I got to Kyle, I was, like, in the beginning, I was just on such a roll at the beginning. Like, everything just kept happening. It was just like... Oh, I got to rehab, and I had this amazing experience. I went to my buddy's wedding and had this amazing experience. I I go to IOP, and you meet all these people, and I was like, oh, God, just put me in path with this guy. Like, my mind was blown on a daily basis because I wasn't drunk and high 24-7, so I was clear in conscience, and I could see God working in my life in so many things, and by the time I got to a year, year and a half, I I remember I just kind of hit a a stale point after the year, and then I dated this girl, and then I just kind of got in my own head again, and then I just kind of got lost. And then, so like, I wanted to ask Kyle to be my sponsor, and he even had to ask me, because I'm, you know, just a fucking weirdo like that, <laughs> and don't and don't ask. So, like, I was ready to to dig deep. The, the first time, it was just kind of like, these these are the instructions, here it is. I didn't really see all the power, because I was so focused on like, I'm just, I'm witnessing all this. I can't, I can't see the power and the steps yet. I I can't really see what this is going to do for me. And then Kyle dug me in so deeply into different parts that I hadn't really done, like the sex inventory and the, and the, and the different things that I didn't really see that I was still hanging on to these things. And then I was shown how to, to write out the different things, to, to look at the things from my past and then present them to God. And then. Be willing to let him remove it from me and th- that was the difference in the in it is i had the instruction of how to do it and now i truly had the 100 percent willingness to know that this is going to work and then things just kept kind of happening and um i mean it's just god working there like w- when i was ready i don't think i was ready to do all that, a, a year in. I think I was just so fresh and like, oh, my first birthday without a drink, my first New Year's without a drink, like hitting all these things. And when then when I got to a year, it was like, oh fuck, I got you know nothing left now. Now now what do I do? And then that's when I was ready to dig deeper, I think.
1: So go ahead yeah were you getting like a were you getting like a little worried or a little uneasy or were you just you just had flatlined and you were just ready to get back after it again
3: R- really like when when i hit the the year in july 2017 i was probably the most content i had been in my entire life since i was about 14 or whenever i started using and drinking i was just so like at peace was everything. If I'm alone at my house, I was good with it. If I'm out, you know, if I was at work, I was just good. And then somewhere when I started dating that girl, I put all of my attention into that and then stopped focusing more into the recovery and focusing on God. And then I had turned my attention to this girl. And I I hate to say that I made her my God because that's not what I did, but in a way I did because that's all I thought about it consumed me. I I didn't see what my life was going to be all alone anymore. And then so once that was done, it was like I got to get recentered here. And then Kyle working with me, it helped me get recentered and then the steps and the willingness to listen to God and the willingness to do things that he instructed me to do because there were some uncomfortable experiences. I remember, but but they always went super well like uh there, there was one guy at work that we had like trashed his apartment back in the day and I always see him at work and he's just kind of a quiet guy and I always felt so awkward with him and I was like, you know, I didn't really participate it wasn't really my thing, but why am I carrying this burden? And then by going through the steps I was like, you know what, fuck it. I, I think about it. Every time I see this guy, I'm just gonna say something to him. So I went and apologized to him. I, I, I told him I asked him if there's anything to do, and he's like Dude, if I remember, it wasn't even you. You were the one that wasn't even doing anything. So, like, we're good. But it was just like a weight was lifted off me each and every single day that I go there. And I just continued to have experiences like that. And it's because, you know, God just puts the tools in front of me and, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I recently went to a Christian hip-hop concert, and there was this one guy that was up there, and he's just on fire. Like, he's, he's on his knees. He's, he's got his hands up, and he's just praising the Lord, and he's going on crazy, and then he gets on there. He's like, he's like, I didn't need any of the 12 steps. I didn't need anything to get clean. Like, I didn't need any of this. And then I was, like, sitting there, I was like, why did I need all that shit? Like, mm. like why didn't I when you came to me in that jail cell, why was that not enough for me? Like, am I just that stupid that I'm not able to do it? And it's just like, like we talked about, all of our experiences are different. So just because it worked for that guy and I needed some refreshers and some things to get through to my human brain in the flesh doesn't mean that I'm any dumber. And that's what the the steps do, you know, the one, two, three, trusting God, four through nine, cleaning house, and then 10 through 12 is, just continuing to trust God and looking for him in every single thing. And it just kind of changes your perspective on everything. Like, you know, now I don't have to, uh, like, and I don't, I'm not always good at doing this every day, but like when I go to work now, I can appreciate the fact that I have a job. And it's like, wow, what a gift this is from God that I have a job. There's not a lot of, not everybody has a job. has the opportunity to have the job that I have and what what an amazing gift this is or, God, uh, like I, God now is calling me to go to Africa on a trip, which is if you take all of my fears in life and you wrap them into one giant bundle, it's the entire trip. Like everything put together. I, I don't want to leave the country. I don't want to do any of these things. I don't want to spend all this money. And I spent the first little while just panicking about money. And then I look at it and I go, just like he was saying with the truck, like, what an opportunity. I maybe never will have this opportunity to go right now, but God has blessed me with the financial abilities to be able to go right now. And it's like, I don't have to look into the future or into the past. God just kind of lined everything up for me right now. And to be able to think like that and look at that, like it's, it's, it's all credit that, like you said, all praise to, to God, because I suck at doing that shit. i can just a classic worry wart, and just the the, the beauty and to be able to live like that is truly amazing. And
1: well, I'll tell you, malaria is nothing to be taken lightly. Right, right, <laughs> but <laughs> right. <She's laughs> <fucking ridiculous. laughs> it's all, It's just gonna be me running the show. Keep going, dude. <laughs> That's well, great. Well, oh, man. I was a little. I was um, thinking about you as well. Like what? So you had had a sponsor. I'm, and um you guys went you guys went all the way through 12 right because I mean, we've talked about it pretty you you were you j- just went to the meetings and did the fellowship for like four months you you know, you you had an re- extremely bad day in which you found out you're gonna have to go back to jail and you were being sued and you had a ton of consequences come back and so mm-hmm. then uh god, god delivered you with that right call your sponsor yeah you know left your own devices you're probably back out there and and so then you did that. You got a sponsor. You guys went through the work. Um, you had a spiritual experience then, right? You yes. start, and um, I'm saying I'm gonna say perspective change, right? You started seeing things a little bit differently. 100%. Yeah. And then what drove you then to um, grow past that? Not not I don't want to say grow past that, but you know, ask Jeff. Like what what was that that said mm I think I need i think there's more here with somebody else or a different not more but a different experience to yeah. be had with someone else
0: well, I think for me it was just i regressed um one thing that Jeff used to talk about a lot and and is he would always say if you're not if you're not growing forward, you're regressing like mm-hmm. there's really no neutral mm-hmm. and for a long time, I was like, I don't know, man, like I'm not sure if that's true but my own life experience has shown that, like, I, I regress pretty quickly. And um, whether it's just like working out, you know, like you use working out analogies a lot. It's like, well, if I go to the gym for two years and I get shredded and then I don't go to the gym for six months, I don't look the same. Right. I'm not as strong. I regress. And it's the same thing with my spiritual life. And so what, what propelled me to ask Jeff to work with him was I went through the work with my first sponsor had a perspective change, had a spiritual experience, um, and then I regressed, and then I went back, and then there was some amends that I wasn't willing to make, and then my 10th step practice was non-existent, and my 11th step practice was barely there, and I no one wanted me to sponsor them at that time, and and all of that compounds with like I don't know, I just I don't really care that much about AA at the time, and so I regressed, and then eventually, like for me, um, my life usually gets pretty bad before I'm willing to do something different, and so multiple times, and I don't like talking about suicide or whatever, but it's multiple times in my life, that's where my mind gen- generally takes me, is like not existing is a better option than than being alive, mm-hmm. and and that happened when I was four months sober. That happened again before I asked Jeff to sponsor me. That happened again one time when Jeff was sponsor. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and what that generally scares me because it's like the furthest away from drinking I've ever been, I'm practicing spiritual principles. I'm doing this thing. And yet my, my mind resorts to like how it used to think. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying. And so for me, usually that's what propels me back into action is a pretty miserable existence. I don't and today not so much, but at that point to ask Jeff, it was I was very, very unhappy again. And um that was the whole Walmart incident with Megan that we always joke about, where I lost my shit in the Walmart, and <laughs> Megan was like, "What the fuck?" And that was uh, that was that incident. And it was like, yeah, I, I I absolutely have to do something different. So
1: that was when she was like, "I'm gonna make him my man." <laughs> she was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is your problem, dude? Psycho! You are a sick individual. Yeah, you so, belong." <laughs> yeah. So, okay.
0: um, you usually that's what it is for me. Okay. Um, you just recently. Did the same thing though. You just switched sponsors and went, and were actively going through the work. What, what pushed you to do that?
1: Yeah, my mind, brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it started doing silly things. Um, for you know, I'd, um, I'd heard people talk about you know untreated, and I know that I had been, especially that first time when I was twenty. whooey boy, I was a man without a solution. A boy, a man-child without a solution is what I was. Lovely. <laughs> and I was uh, just vo- a boy <laughs> was a volatile and uh and uh and uh anyway but this time around you know I'd gone through the work and and uh I honestly I was like I was like I'm gonna just be the person that only has to done it once this time I did it right and I'll only have to go through the work once and that'll be it for me and so I tried that and uh I don't know a little while about a year and a half into it I got pretty uncomfortable and I tried to make a plan on what I should do and Finally, God was like, "Hey, why don't you just go ask your sponsor what to do?" And I was like, "Oh," what? and he was like, "And so he had me write inventory again." And so I did that, and I, you know, got some, um, some perspective change and some more growth. And then, and then what had happened just a few months, six months ago, or whatever it was, um, my mind just started racing all the time. Like I listened to a lot of podcasts, and I couldn't listen to any more podcasts because I couldn't focus for about, you know, five seconds at a time. And I just started mm, things become very. Mm, I don't know, foggy, confused. I couldn't figure out what, what I was, what was going on yeah. <laughs> and, and what I should do about it. And I think the one thing that you had repeated back to me, sometimes we have to hear it told back to us, but you were like, I thought you were in trouble when you had concluded that everything could be solved with diet. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I was like, that is a, that is a bit odd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from a guy that found relief in God, you know, like you guys were talking about that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And I just, I don't know, I, again, that same thing that um, told me to call my sponsor, right, that direction from God, I was like, um, hey, man, why don't you try to have a new experience with somebody else, and, and uh, you know, it's important that I know, and that we. I think we. I, I can speak for you, that wasn't anything wrong with um, anything my last sponsor did, he was amazing, and I'll appreciate everything that mm-hmm. he did, um, so it wasn't that, it was just, you know, a, a time to have a new experience with a different person, and and so then I, I asked God for some direction, and then I still milled around for a while. And it was actually, you know my current sponsor's name came to my head, and I was like, mm, that's silly. I don't even know that guy, you know." Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I knew he, that he sort of sponsored your sponsor and your sponsor sort of sponsors him and not really mm-hmm. like Ty and And then you had mentioned something about it too. And, uh, so then I finally, and then, so then I just wait, I just decided I was going to run into him at a grocery store or something. If it was meant to be, I don't know if you guys like <laughs> yeah. do these yeah. things where I'm like, yeah. as so long as I don't have to do anything, <laughs> yeah. God will make it so right. But God's like, nah, dude, you gotta do something. Yeah. You know, humble yourself, go, go seek this person. And so I had to get up and go, and go seek him and ask him Uh, if he could take me through the work and so we're doing that and i haven't had the full experience um we we got through step seven and uh my busy time at at work hit and uh fortunately i did find some relief i can listen to podcasts just from doing half the work i can listen to podcasts again and i'm a lot more sane (laughs) than i was and (laughs) Uh, like I start becoming paranoid that anything bad happened was some sort of repercussion for a thing I've done in my past and haven't made amends for, and started to get a little weird. So, but I still haven't gotten the full thing. Like we meet again next week, and uh, we'll pick up where we left off on the eighth step, and mm-hmm. and so I'll get that full experience. But you know, it's hard to have a thing. You know, it's hard to have a f- spiritual experience when I've only done half the work too. So, yeah. um, can I ask another question? Fire, dude. Okay. Um, and so, like it's sort of along it's along the same lines but so you had experienced this profound change and you were different and you were a changed man. I mean, I mean, gosh, I was like, you're talking to Ryan. Yeah. Right? I'm talking I'm to talking, Ryan. Sorry. Yeah. And I was like, I remember talking about, I was like, it's going to take a miracle from God because Ryan is a little self-centered little bastard. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what happened. A miracle from God. Cause you were changed. And I was like, if I didn't believe in God before I believed in him then because you were a different person. Hmm. Um, but then I remember we were going up to, we were going up to visit a family member and, we were talking on the drive up there and you were having some relationship stuff and you were going on and you'd been on a trip and it didn't really go very well. And you were talking to me about it. I was like, I don't know, man, I, I just take all the this stuff, th- this stuff through the work when this happens to me, you know, I take it through the steps. I, we have a, you know, a four column inventory process where I can get to and figure out, you know, wh- you know, where my mistakes were in all of this. I can take this stuff to God, you know, and you hadn't had that experience yet, you know? And, and so my question is you would you had, experienced a ton of change and you were a completely different uh person but like in that moment i was like man this guy could benefit so much from our process you know like he could grow so much more in this thing and then uh eventually you did you said you were like you know you decided to try something new and you asked kyle to take you through the work and i'm wondering like what compelled you to do that like because i you know the the drug problem had been removed for a long time for for you you know drugs weren't the issue anymore um and you were and you had experienced a ton of change so what then compelled you to go further
2: yeah man um so i remember you know when i uh when i surrendered and i got that relief that god definitely told me i said man you got to work through the steps this is this is the vehicle i'm gonna use mm-hmm. and um you know I, I got so much relief just from that surrender and um you know, I was delivered. I was delivered from the desire to use. Um, you know, I was still high at the time, and I, um, and it was it was gone, man. I didn't want to get any more high. I didn't want to get high after that. I still struggled with um, um, you know life on life's terms, um, and I just sat in that for uh, three and a half years, and and I did I did have an, an about face and. Um, um a lot of um um growth you know in that time for sure but um there's just uh, a lot of little things that uh i didn't benefit i wasn't that i could have benefited from uh doing the rest of the work and i knew it Mm -hmm. definitely um just you know being in the rooms and listening to people's experience strength and hope and and when you when you told me that it made it made perfect sense man um I think um, you know a lot of people are able to get clean. Um, and They have expir- spiritual experiences. Um, you know, like what Chet was saying. I've heard a lot of people talk about that one-step program. You know, and they compare it to the twelve-step program. And um, you know, I think in a lot of ways they just go through the. Um, get a lot of the same benefits from the the 12-step program and and they just you know jumble it all into this one um spiritual experience and uh they go through life and they learn these lessons that we learn by taking the 12 steps um but i don't know man like i remember i had a spiritual awakening um i think there's just a lot of other therapeutic value to working through the program and it's a really great tool um in my own personal experience i i found that it's um it made it made it made all that growth so much more easy man when i just buckled down and did and did it um yeah
0: yeah that's one thing that's been really cool to to watch i've had the benefit of being able to See the both of you kind of go through the work and ha- experience change, which has been really a just a cool experience you know what I mean like working with others there's not anything quite like it and to see people handle situations differently or get out of situations differently or navigate something in a way that when I first knew them they wouldn't have done it that way is like uh it's really a it's inexplainable. And I mean, that's the benefit of, of working with others. I always talk about that is like, it reinforces to me that this thing works. Cause it's like, in my own mind, it's like, well, yeah, I kind of got lucky. I got hooked up or whatever. But then when I see other people apply it and it get through it, right. Going to Africa, that was like a huge thing. And Chet and I had this awesome experience where he was like, I'm not going. <laughs> and the next day was like, I'm going, bro. I've, I'm going. And it was like, it was this cool thing. And it was like, I didn't have anything to do with any of that. But to watch Chet walk through that was really a cool experience. Or, you know, Ryan, you've had similar experiences where it's like your whole truck situation getting, you know, figured out and you going and getting it one day. And it's just like, I don't know, I get to see this stuff happen and it's got nothing to do with me. And I, it reinforces that, 12 steps work and god is there and and it i don't know it's just awesome i love it it's so cool So yeah
2: yeah man like it's just uh it's a vehicle Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
2: exactly i don't
0: i'm i don't have anything what do you got you're funneling questions tonight
1: what how much time we got
0: 41 minutes but we can call it whenever uh
1: we got at least a half 15 minutes till them fight start
0: do we want to get off so we can kick it with these guys though Aaron's, up, Aaron's hosting the fights tonight, so we've got some people rolling over to watch the fights.
1: So. Yeah, we can do a short one because we've been putting out only one a week, and if we're gonna be able to get two a week out this week, then yes, one yeah. of them can be a shorty, right? No, I agree. Yeah,
0: we'll do this again though. It's good yeah. to have you guys on. I appreciate
1: you guys coming on, mm-hmm. man. Like, I don't know, it's just, um, I, I just, you know, knowing you before and after, it's just you're not even the same person. Like, uh, it was, it was just. Uh, it was just weird because I'm the older one, you know, and um, I always felt pretty wise about things. And then uh, it was just one time I had, I was all dope sick, and I went over there, and I thought Ryan was still doing the in and out and around thing, and I went over to his house, and I was like, you know, uh, my my coworker needs somebody that uh, needs some Suboxone. And Ryan was like, you're a coworker? <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, it's for me. He's like, you know, a few weeks ago I might have done it but I'm not going to do it now, that's you know, because awesome. he had had his experience and all of a sudden he was just this, I don't know, I could just tell from the beginning that he was a different. Mm-hmm. And I uh, and, uh, just, I don't know, that's the power of God, Absolutely. you know, if I can't see it, you know, in these guys. And, and uh, you know, Chet was already, already well on the path when I got sober this time, but just seeing the growth in you between now and then, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it reaffirms this thing that, you know this is why we're talking about the podcast yeah there are some tough times and Ryan's experienced a lot of tough times you know in the past couple of years and but um, I don't know there's so much good that can come out of this deal for sure so Absolutely. any
0: parting words fellas no it was a pleasure thanks for doing it we'll get you on again we well, cool. can tell your whole story and then cheddar you're welcome anytime my
3: dude. yeah dude I I, I love this thing that you guys are doing yeah. any you guys want me I'll shoot over here because I think this is mad dope. So, hell yeah. yeah. Those are cool.
0: So, you want to plug our shit?
1: AF podcast at com and uh, on Insta at uh, recoveredafpodcast. Nailed
0: it. Yep.